everybody. Hi. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And I have a shot of tequila today because today's topic is awful. And then yeah. I have a tiny glass of wine because <laughs> I found out that my DNA is as, uh, how do you put it? C- contradictory. Contradictory <laughs> as I am. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> so <laughs> you are literally a walking contradiction. I am. Everything about me. Like, I'm going to be real <laughs> with you guys. I have to, I really have to unprocess my diet. And this is something that's actually, like, really good. I'm really excited. Uh, Mom and I have been using a meal kit delivery service uh, that's not paying us, so I'm not going to name them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, we've been uh, eating that instead of eating out, which has been really nice. And um, I... It's less stressful, too, because you don't have to, like, literally meal plan. Yeah. You know, like, you mm-hmm. don't have to sit and be like, okay, let's buy all of these ingredients, and then what are seven other ways that I can also use these, <laughs> all of these ingredients, because I had to buy full-size stuff, Yeah, and I don't want to throw all of this away tomorrow, or whatever, yeah. Like Absolutely. It's, yeah. So, we've been doing that, because apparently, um, I have a wonderful metabolism. I have what's called a gifted metabolism. <laughs> But nobody would fucking know it because I also have a gene that only 3% of the population has that keeps me hungry all the goddamn time. So so I'm having to eat a lot more fiber, drink a shit ton of water just to keep that satisfied. But and I also like I can't. I'm very highly sensitive to sugar, so anytime I eat or drink anything with sugar in it, I'm going to gain weight. It's not, like, there's no way around it. I'm going to gain weight. So I have a very tiny glass of wine today. Um, Nice. So, yeah, that's... um, So I guess we need to switch to liquor (laughs) for you. (laughs) Yep, looks like it. Um, (coughs) So margaritas are the perfect choice, because we we use the diet... We we always used the diet um, mixers whenever we made our own. Yeah. I can just start getting those. Because it just tastes better. Yeah. yeah. I've got one more bottle of wine, and then that's it. I'm not buying any more wine, um, <laughs> which sucks. Yeah. Uh, that um, really blows. But You just have to monitor. You can't slam a whole bottle yeah. <laughs> in an evening anymore. Yeah. I just might as well not have it, though. Like, because it's either it's all or nothing with me. Um, That's true. So. Same. (laughs) So that is a once in a while treat (laughs) to be able to do that. Um, But, yeah, so it's actually bringing me a lot of joy. I feel a whole lot better. And, like, Mom and I have, have been having a lot of fun making food together And we've been actually eating dinner together and watching 90 Day Fiance while we eat. Oh, look at you. (laughs) Yeah. Trashing it up. Love it. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've heard that, actually. I've heard good things about that one, that it's pretty hilarious. (laughs) There's this 
white trash lady who's moved to Nigeria with her husband for a while to, because he's waiting on getting American citizenship. Like, you know how fucking long that uh-huh. takes. And, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is the oh, greatest no. thing I've ever seen. She, <laughs> she hates is it there. Is her husband Nigerian? Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's Nigerian. And Oh my god. Um and she oh <laughs> That's so upsetting. <laughs> oh, it's really upsetting to watch, but it's also really funny. <laughs> <laughs> because she's so Oh, she's so over the top awful. She's like she's 50, she's got bleach blonde hair. She's Oh. Um she has all the money. <laughs> So she's she's yeah. paying for everything, and, oh, and no. in the episode we were watching last night, he took her to meet some friends, and he he told he said, "Oh, we're gonna meet some friends," and she said, "Who?" and he said, "One guy named Dawa," and they <laughs> and like they were meeting expats, um, so that she right. could see how they adjusted to like being in the United States versus being there and yeah um they they get there and it's three women and she hates it when he talks to any woman ever why oh my god because she's that needs to take a freaking chill pill yeah and but she she gets there, they get there, and they sit down, and she looks at three these three ladies, and she's like, you know what, thank you for coming, but we're done. <laughs> she got oh up and walked out, and he said, why did you embarrass us in front of them? She said, shut up! <laughs> There's not gonna be a wedding! <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It was God. so funny. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Oh. oh lord and then her right, going, you better take your shot yeah you better take your shot before it gets warm yeah oh okay hold on <laughs> <laughs> everybody want to take a shot with me one two yes. three go oh goodness Ooh. Mm. oh i miss tequila I took a sh- I took a sip of coffee with you in solidarity. <laughs> mm. oh. Ooh, that went through my system. <laughs> Drink a whole lot of water after that. <clears throat> All right. Mm. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I got really excited about Ninety Day Fiance. I no, to you're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. And you should have seen her going into the market. She threw up. Because she saw them, she saw them coming up meat. And there were some Oh my god. There were heads of the animals still there and she she couldn't handle it. Oh my goodness. We're oh. so fucking pampered in this country. We are. <laughs> you never see where it comes from. No. <laughs> And I, wow. like, I was talking about how, it, like, cool it would be to go there and um, go to one of the markets. And my mom just was looking at me. I would love to go me. to Africa. Yeah. M- my mom was just looking at me and I was like, Mom, like, when you're there, you do as they do. And it would be really fun. Like. Yes. <laughs> Karen couldn't handle it, though. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Absolutely not. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> but what's Karen been would be throwing up too? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> what's been bringing She'd you be joy? Like, where's Where's Subway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I. Oh my goodness, you guys! I've had a busy week. I went well. I I quit my old job and I just started a new one at a wonderful company and it's like a breath of fresh air. But because I couldn't start in the middle of a pay period, I ended up with a, you know, a week off last week. So my parents Mm -hmm. came down and they parked their camper behind my tiny ass house (laughs) and they helped us get some projects done around the house. Like because you guys know my house is super tiny and we're expecting a baby in about uh, five weeks from the day that this is being recorded. Um (laughs) And so everything kind of has to get reconfigured in our house because Josh and I have hobbies that take up a lot of space. And so we've had to really consolidate and downsize things and get rid of a bunch of stuff and pack things, pack things differently and just reconfigure everything to where we have access to it still, but also, you know it's put away like things actually need a place we can't have clutter you know especially Mm -hmm. when somebody starts crawling and (laughs) all of that jazz and so and my mom was an angel and offered to let us store like his paintings and comic books at in in their basement at their house so that they're temperature controlled because that was what was really stressing us out yeah Um, especially josh because like those were the ones that the ones that were hanging in our old podcast studio are the ones that we generally have hanging up in our actual house. Yeah. You know, they're just, we don't have enough wall space in this house to really showcase how talented my husband is. And, um, and these so, are wonderful <clears throat> guys. Like, he is an incredible artist. He's an incredible comic book artist. And he has this th- set of three that are X-Men paintings that are incredible. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they're still not fully finished, I don't think, but I think the middle one still has a little bit of work that he needs to get done on it, but they're beautiful, mm-hmm. and they were all hanging up in our podcast studio, and he has a really pretty Walking Dead one, and like we just we have some really good quality art that we usually hang up as part of our decor in our house, because yeah. it's so good, and we did not want to risk them sticking together, or getting damaged, or any anything you know i mean mm-hmm. it's in in the shed or eaten or you know yeah. <laughs> covered in spiders and dirt or anything like that so thankfully my mom let us do that she had an open closet now because mm-hmm. the uh, the guy that they were helping out isn't living there anymore so they've got space so she offered and it was a big weight and a big help off of our chests and that's amazing. I mean, like, you know, it's just little stuff like getting the trim touched up and, deep, you know, steam cleaning the floors and th- all the stuff that feels like it's going to take a million years. And, the, you know, and then, yeah. you know, you make a whole list of it and you're like, oh, my God, that's going to take so long. But when you've got <laughs> everyone, if everyone's helping. Yeah. You know, it, it's really helpful, especially when they come down and that's the purpose of their visit is to, like, help us with stuff. Then it yeah. really help, makes you stay focused and not take a ton of breaks and really work hard. The only yeah. downside is that I'm eight months pregnant, so <laughs> I had to take an entire day break on Sunday oh. <laughs> because I was dead on my feet. <clears throat> uh, there is one thing that I hate 
when I paint rooms and it is painting trim. And that is what I did on Saturday. <laughs> and it, pregnancy makes it way worse. Oh, I, I guarantee. bet. So, yeah, I was down on my hands and knees on my wood floor at eight months pregnant. Oh, and that honey. Was not, yeah, that was not a great plan. And <laughs> no, I'm still feeling it today. <laughs> but it's okay because I'm powering through. I'm in my big new king size bed that we got. Very nice. <clears throat> Another generous gift from my parents because it was their old bed, but they slept on it upside down. So it's basically <laughs> a brand new bed. Yeah. It's a foam mattress, you guys. They're not idiots. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so that's been a game changer. We got all the furniture kind of rearranged to almost almost all the furniture rearranged to where things are not just crammed everywhere anymore and it's just oh I'm about halfway towards like complete peace I feel like <laughs> I need pictures you know? I haven't seen I know, your I house take since pictures. March yeah we had to reconfigure a lot of stuff so it's whoo <laughs> I'll take pictures of all the all the rearrangements but yeah, I'm I'm feeling a lot better. That does remind me. And they're me. coming back. They're coming back for the shower this weekend to help Aww. put everything away after we, you know, after we open everything and mm. get a few more things knocked off. So, yeah. Oh, so they just left the camper here. Yeah, that so does that remind can... me. I uh, went ahead and bought like dishes uh, that you guys can just keep um, for when I bring you guys home cooked meals when baby comes. So I'm really Aww. excited. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's just what I need is more dishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can I throw them away. They're like I they're, have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> they're just their rentals are up. Like oh okay yeah. gotcha. So you can gotcha. keep them or throw them away it's or whatever. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. That works. That works for me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm starting to finally feel excited because I was feeling really overwhelmed and really stressed, especially because I've got all these nesting instincts kicking in and I can't... You can't nest. I can't do anything, yeah, because <laughs> I'm eight months pregnant and I can't open any of these presents and put anything away mm -hmm. because I have to wait till this Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so it's rough, but... <laughs> It's 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 coming along and I'm I've got my my hospital bag almost packed and the car is cleaned out and I'm just whew, we have a car seat like you yeah. know what I mean it's like <laughs> I'm starting to feel a lot more prepared <sighs> I feel like I can breathe what? Sorry I have the puppy in here with me she's very upset because mom left Separation oh. anxiety is real Mm-hmm. You know, I, I heard something on another podcast I was listening to where they were talking, a vet wrote in and said that, like, we should all be spending an hour away from our pets mm -hmm. a day during quarantine because they'll develop severe separation anxiety, in other words. And I, and I was like, oh, that would have been nice to know, like, six months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when... <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thanks for July waiting until over. July to tell us this. Yeah, basically August to tell us all this. Oh man! Oh y'all, I'm yep, not July's ready. July's almost over. I'm not ready for August. August can go fuck itself. <laughs> I don't hey. want to know what's coming in August. 
I don't either. <laughs> but but baby's coming. Yeah. Yeah, the baby's coming. <laughs> and this will be out in September. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This will be out in September. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're September. recording way ahead. Hi, September. I hope you treat us nicely. Or just wake yeah, me up hope- when September ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully school wasn't a disaster. Yeah. Um, I really hope nobody died. This is going to sound bad if that ha- if that's what happened. But if you guys are wondering why we're not addressing any current events right now, that's why. Because it's currently July 28th for us. <laughs> if something happens, so- we'll try to, like, jump on here and maybe throw in like a bonus episode where we're just like yeah. okay here's what's fucking going on like kind of like a time capsule my... yeah yeah <laughs> i don't even want to think about it i i don't have good feelings about it but i know no. that i will be home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in my house so um <clears throat> okay so let's go ahead and get started shall we yeah let's go Okay, so this week we are talking about elder, elder abuse. Abuse. Which is not a fun topic, and we know that, but that's why we packed the front with some joyful things. And we're <laughs> yes. going to sandwich it with some joyful things. And yeah, I mean, it's just another one of those things. I mean, last week was super fun, um, but this week, of course, we've got to, of course get in the topics that we don't want to talk about i just got a craving for bacon i'm making bacon for dinner okay um <laughs> um a blt specifically oh, um very nice. mm-hmm. maybe with some avocado on it Ooh, Ooh look out okay sorry that has nothing <laughs> to do with what we're talking about I just, <laughs> just like my mouth just like did a thing so um all right well um This is, of course, one of those that nobody wants to talk about but needs to be talked about type of situations. So um, I just went straight to the CDC for this because uh, they summed everything up really well. Um, And I don't know. I didn't feel like this was one we necessarily needed to talk to death, but it definitely needs to be talked. The the conversation needed to be started. So, um, yeah. So let's start with the, with the definition real quick, okay? So, okay. Um, elder abuse is an intentional act or failure to act that causes or creates a risk of harm to an older adult. So an older adult in this case is someone aged 60 or older. Um, so we're talking retirement age. Retirement age and older. Um, the abuse often occurs at the hands of a, of a caregiver or a person the elder trusts. Um so common types of elder abuse oh my goodness i'm so sorry Ugh, the hiccups are real okay um (laughs) so some common types include of course physical abuse um sexual abuse emotional or psychological abuse neglect which is um i think the one that you hear about the most um and then also financial abuse which is super fucked up yeah Yes. Um, so let's talk about each one of those just real briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, f- of course, physical abuse is when an elder experiences illness, pain, injury, functional impairment, distress, or death as a result of the intentional use of physical force 
and it includes acts such as hitting, kicking, pushing, slapping, and burning. Ooh. Which that last one is horrifying. Um, they're all horrifying, but that yeah. sounds like the, uh, <clears throat> the the horrifying cherry on that cake. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> the rotted of so, cherry. Of course, yeah, the, the rotting cherry full of worms. Um, <laughs> that's leaking everywhere on this cake of terribleness. Um, oh, that just made me want to watch Sabrina. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, I'm in a place, you guys. It's yeah. <laughs> eight months. We're is, all in a place. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight months is, it's, it's a place. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so, um, um, <clears throat> so generally, so let's talk about what this means. So generally elder abuse is not as a result of like a relationship. It's not a relate. It's not like a romantic relationship situation. It's more yeah. like, um, a child that they're is taking care of their parents or neglecting their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be someone who is supposed to be hired to take care of that person. So like a, like a full-time nurse, um, home assistant caregiver, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, like nursing home personnel. And just up front, we know hashtag not all nursing home people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this does occur a lot in nursing homes. And sometimes it it's not the fault of the staff. Um, a lot of times it's because of short staffing. Sometimes it can be because they are not screening their people correctly. Um and it could be, it could also be just a terrible place. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things uh, where, where things aren't being monitored properly. So it's, it's really important. I think that's what makes a lot of people really hesitant to put their, their parents or their grandparents into, into living, into homes and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, because this, this, this is a possibility and you don't want this to happen to your parent. Yeah. Um, like at I all. Did- and um, when I Continue, was in high sorry. School, go ahead. Uh, it's okay. Uh, when I was in high school, I was training to become a CNA, spent three years doing that, and all of my training was geared towards working in a nursing home. So we heard, like, a lot of horror stories about oh, people I bet. that had been abused. Yeah, we, like, we had a whole section of learning that we had to do on that, just to be able to avoid things like that happening in the future. Um, and to be able to spot when it was happening, you know. Um, and That's similar to when I was working in childcare. We all had to go to child abuse training so that we mm-hmm. learned how to spot what, like, what signs to spot and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when I got in to do my clinicals, and and you all know, like <laughs> that, it's not that is not the place well. It's that hard I need to be. working. Yeah. Well, and it's just like working with children. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It yeah. takes a special kind of soul to work with older people, and it takes a special kind of soul to work with young children. Yeah, exactly. And it's not for everybody. It takes a special kind of soul to work with, you know, kids and people with special needs. And mm-hmm. these are those are both groups of individuals with that have special needs, you know, especially yeah. older people that are very obstinate or can be, you know have dementia or alzheimer's and Mm -hmm. all myriads of other medical issues and then be you know resistant to their meds and all kinds of i mean it just Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of patience (laughs) and we're not gonna judge k (laughs) (laughs) i could not do it no and and like i couldn't do it either but the the cnas that were working there that were also like giving us hands-on training like 
they weren't perfect. It's not that they were bad people. They uh, There were just some things that they didn't need to be doing that they were. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't listening to some of the patients when they asked them for breaks. Oh, no. Um, they, and, like, it broke, it literally broke my heart, clinicals. Like, I, I went home in tears a few days. Be- just because, That's like... That's so upsetting. Those people, like, they're expecting you to take care of them. They're paying you to take care of them. T- please yeah. take care of them. But, um... And listen was, to them. Yeah. There was one patient, um... I'm not, I don't even remember her name, but she had dementia. Don't say a name. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm I'm not. Uh, She had dementia really bad. And um, if you called her, her, the name that she was registered under, she would flip the fuck out. Like, she would be this awful monster of a person. But if you called her, her old married name from like, 40 years in the past she would be just bright as ever so sweet so they like they all had to learn to call her that name and not whatever name she was registered under um it it was wild the difference i think one of the um so i i mean of course i grew up in church and we used to go and sing carols and stuff at nursing homes and Mm -hmm. um that was always fine but there was one time when I think it was at an old church a long time ago dad and i had to go drop off a fruit basket i don't remember why we had to do that on our own but mm-hmm. um like we walked in and like it was like a literal ho- like the lights were flickering like the fluorescent lights were like flickering and it was oh. dark and like silent oh and then there was just this lady this poor old lady in a wheelchair out by the front desk all by herself and she just kind of looked at us and we're like, who are you? And we were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, all of my hair is standing on it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, in fifth or sixth grade. Uh-huh. And dad, of course, no one's, and no one's there. No one's around. No one's at the front desk. So we just, like, left the basket with a note because we were like, we don't know where to go. Like, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what procedure is. I don't know what's going on. So we just, like did that and left and i felt so oh my gosh that poor old woman was just sitting out there all by herself in this like horror show of a building (laughs) yeah and oh my gosh that's like one of my main memories of being in a nursing home that's just terrifying (laughs) also how bad it can be yeah also during my clinicals we (laughs) we heard about this one lady who was just ready to go like she just didn't want to be there anymore and she was always trying to escape in her wheelchair (laughs) It got. Oh. She did this so often. It got to a point they had to put her picture up <laughs> in the hallway no. and be like, "If you see her going this way, please stop her <laughs> and bring her back to her room." <laughs> she would always use the same the same route. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> if you see her rolling down this hallway, she's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Oh. Mrs. Jones, no! <laughs> oh, she that's did hilarious. Finally, she did finally get to like leave for a little bit. She, I think her son came and picked her up and took her out. Oh, but. honey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it was funny. 
that's kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's keep let, let's hit the rest of these real quick. Yeah. Okay, so um, sexual abuse, of course, involves in, involves force, forced or unwanted sexual interaction of any kind with an oh. older adult. Um, and this this may include unwanted sexual contact or penetration or non-contact acts such as sexual harassment. That's still sexual abuse. So yeah, um, not cool. Um, and that can be from any of these could be you know from the other patients or it could be the staff. It could be, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean it's it's just one of those ugh. One of those possibilities. So, um, emotional or psychological abuse, of course, refers to verbal or nonverbal behaviors that inflict anguish, um, mental pain, fear, or distress, or distress to an older adult. Mm -hmm. Um, so examples of this would be like humiliation or disrespect, um, verbal and nonverbal threats, harassment, and geographic or interpersonal isolation. So like putting them in rooms by themselves when they need company, yeah. Um, kind of like putting people in solitary or like putting people in timeout, that kind of thing. That's not for <laughs> adults. <laughs> yeah. That aren't in prison. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, the thing that like makes me think of this is like if I was to be alone in a nursing home and someone like just turned all the lights off on me or something, that would a thousand percent be emotional <laughs> and psychological abuse. Yeah. To me, because I'm terrified of the dark especially if I was alone and Mm -hmm. you know it's I feel like we hear we kind of hear about this one a lot too um the this one and the neglect I feel like are the two that and and financial um are are the 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 three big ones that we kind of hear about the most as far as when it comes to elder abuse in particular I think but at least it's what I hear the most about I don't know about everybody else but um uh, neglect, of course, is the next one, um, and it's the failure to meet an older person's basic, an older adult's basic needs. So these include food, water, shelter, clothing, hygiene, and essential medical care. So you know, changing their sheets regularly, making sure they're not getting bed sores, making sure they're taking their medicine, they have enough to eat, mm-hmm. they're not sitting in their in soiled clothes, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Just making sure they're clean, keeping their fingernails clipped, all that kind of stuff that just you can't do when you have arthritic hands and yeah. you just need some help. <laughs> um, my, um, my aunt used to accuse my mom of I and this all the time. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, that was a different <laughs> circumstance with yeah. your grandmother. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's hard <laughs> to be to- clear. <laughs> To, to be clear, if the person refuses all of that, yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. There's not There's much, not much you can you do can at do. that point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially if they're crazy. Um, and no but one lucid. will. Yeah. <laughs> and they know not- how to get past all the tests because they used to be a nurse. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. And they're a quite the actress um okay so (laughs) financial abuse is the last one so this is um this is the illegal unauthorized or improper use of an elder's money benefits belongings property or assets for the benefit of someone oh goodness excuse me for the benefit of someone other than the older adult so this is one that i've heard of a couple of times where like um like people have opened boarding houses for for elderly people and then they go and cash all the social security checks but they're like we're gonna handle the money 
Yeah. <clears throat> and then they spend all the money for themselves and nothing gets spent on the people's actual care. Um, yeah. That kind of thing. Um, I've heard of that a couple of times. Uh, there's been a couple of cases. And um, sometimes that then results in murder as yeah. well because then people take out... They, they try to cash in life insurance and stuff like that that's not theirs and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not great. No, that one's pretty sinister. Um, in a different way. <clears throat> in a different way than, of course, you know, this full-on physical physical types of abuse that we just did. Um, the financial one can, can lead down a really da- to a really, really dangerous place to where even the person's family isn't aware of it. And this, you know... A financial abuser can then just em- empty bank accounts and empty all 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 things with, and then your 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 parent or whoever dies, and you're like, wait, what is what? What do you mean? There's nothing. <laughs> they had all of this. This is what their will says, or you know, whatever. And then it's there's nothing to cover funeral costs, and there's nothing to. There's just a lot of expenses when someone dies, and when you're left with all of that because someone's been pilfering from your from you from your family member for their own gain that can be pretty detrimental to 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 a lot of families um not the least of which of course is the actual person the person themselves um who needed their their money for their care so it's 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 pretty bad um really really bad um, so elder abuse is associated with several dif- different risk and protective factors. Um, however, having these risk factors does not always mean that violence will occur. So um, by using a public health approach that addresses risk and protective factors for multiple types of violence, elder abuse can, of course, be prevented. So um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, you guys. We've stirred up a lot of dust. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> Um, there's a foot that keeps going up into my ribs. Okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about the problem, like how big the actual problem is. So um, elder abuse is a serious problem in the United States, mm-hmm. but it's not one that's talked about a lot, unfortunately. So um, the available information is an underestimate of the problem because the number of non-fatal injuries is limited to older adults who are treated in emergency departments so that we, they don't have numbers for the stuff that goes unreported. This is like when we did... What did, did we do spousal abuse or physical we've, abuse? We did another abuse one. It's the same yeah, type of thing. Where, yeah. Yeah. Like when things are underreported, of course, your your numbers are going to be skewed. So don't take anything I'm saying as fact or as a finite number. It Double it in your head. Probably yeah. more. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the, the information, of course, doesn't include those treated by other providers or those that do not need need or do not seek treatment. So, um, and additionally, many cases are not reported, like I said, because elders are afraid or unable to tell the police, friends, and family about the violence. So that's the other thing is, you know, if you're a stroke victim or have dementia and people can just say, oh, like they, they don't know what they're talking about, you know, and, he, and your fears and your actual reaching out isn't taken seriously yeah that's when it can be even more dangerous so um 
Victims often have to decide whether to tell someone they're being hurt or to continue being abused by someone they depend upon for care very deep or care for deeply. Mm-hmm. Which is really upsetting because you don't want to get them in trouble, but it's almost like a Stockholm Syndrome situation that can happen. I don't know. It's just, it's really upsetting. So, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the big thing that we need to take away from this, though, you guys, is that elder abuse is common. It's very common. Um, abuse, including neglect and exploitation, are experienced by about one in ten people, that's which is a big insane. number. And that's not even accurate. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said? Like, we probably need to double that. Or even more. Um, and it's 100%. So that's one in ten people, one in ten people age 60 and older who lives at home. Mm-hmm. And it's 100%. That's not even in a... Sorry. Continue, sorry. It, that's 100% due to our culture. Like, we don't respect mm-hmm. elders in this culture at all. Like, we... It, comparatively... We just don't have a good enough sis- system. Yeah. And, and like, Age if you look scares at... people and, yeah, people just get forgotten when they get older. It's really sad. Yeah. And if you look at collectivist cultures, like, they don't really... Like, I'm, I mean, of course, they're going to have this... Because it can happen mm-hmm. anywhere. But it's not nearly as bad a, in those cultures as it is here. You know? No. No. And nobody wants to put funding into it, which is really upsetting. Yeah. Um, it's the, the, these are the essential things that need to be... Education, caring for the elderly. That's the kind of th- health insurance, universal health care. Like, the, the taking care of our citizens needs to be where we're funneling the money yeah not the military (laughs) not nothing against the military whatsoever high fives to the troops if you weren't the troops i would be the troops and i would be the worst troops so um (laughs) i would be the worst (laughs) troops (laughs) i would um i wouldn't be that bad but i wouldn't be happy about it um (laughs) um this is the kind of thing that we need to be putting the government spending into yeah and it's getting ignored and this is the result um so from 20 2002 to 2016 more than 643,000 older adults were treated in the emergency department for non-fatal assaults oh my god which is crazy that's like getting punched or kicked mm-hmm. um sexually assaulted that kind of thing um and over 19,000 homicides occurred so we don't know there if that's quote-unquote mercy killing. We don't know if that's neglect, because mm-hmm. ne- like homicide by neglect, meaning like you didn't give them their medicine. You know, we don't know the details of those homicides. But 19,000 people yeah. were murdered who were older. <clears throat> Why are we killing old people? Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> As much as I joke about it, like, that's not... That's no, not that's okay. not okay. Um, whether it's for, for financial gain, it could be for, for financial gain. I mean, it's just, it's, it, again, we fear age in this country and we fear everything to do with it. And yeah, this is what ends up happening as a culture. When things scare us, this is what ends up happening, unfortunately. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, so some groups have higher rates of abuse than others. So compared with women, men had higher rates of both non-fatal assaults and homicides. So that's different. Oh, <clears throat> Yikes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the rate, I truly don't have a, have a clue. Um, the rate of non-fatal assaults. I mean, I feel like that's the only time I'll ever say that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rate for non-fatal, so beware men. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get to feel what it's like to be a woman when you're 60 and over. Um, the rate for non-fatal assaults increased more than 75% among men in 2002 to 2016, and uh, more than 35% among women in 2007 to 2016. Um, the estimated homicide rate for men increased 7% from 2010 to 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Why are people killing old men? What the hell? I don't understand. Homicide. That's homicide. That's murder. <laughs> That's called homicide. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we're not hearing about it. That's no. the thing. That gets buried under all the other stuff. Like, this is yeah. a serious problem. Um, And the thing is that they know it's homicide because it says homicide right there. It's not like people got away with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. Or maybe they did. They just couldn't prove who did it. You know, it's just it, it's so scary. Yeah. Um. So it's important that the it's important to note that the number of non-fatal assault injuries is likely an underestimate an underestimate again because the data only included people treating in the emergency room. Yeah. OK. If they went to their regular doctor, that was not included. If they went to. If they were just patched up by a friend, you know, like, that's, those are all numbers not included. And if it went completely unreported. Yeah. Of course, they couldn't include that. So just know that it's higher than what I just said. And those numbers are already pretty shocking. Um, okay, so let's talk about consequences. And then we'll talk about how we can prevent it before it starts. Okay. And then we'll be done. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> we're going to end on a happy on the end with a plan um so um so elder abuse can have several physical and emotional effects on an older adult of course um as with any kind of abuse Mm -hmm. Uh, many victims will suffer physical injuries some are minor like cuts scratches bruises and welts um others are of of course more serious and can can lead to lasting uh, lasting disabilities which is upsetting because you're already super old and yeah. likely already have more than a few lasting disabilities. Like, I mean, you know, the things that happen to us, like arthritis and gout and, mm-hmm. you know, your bones deteriorate and all that stuff. It's already hard to be old. Like, <laughs> they don't, nobody needs, nobody needs help. Yeah. Uh, making it worse. <laughs> um, so these, these include, of course, head injuries, broken bones, constant physical pain and soreness. So, like, it, there's also oh my god i just thought of this like if you're if you can't move on your own and no one will come and take you to the bathroom like and then you try to get up by yourself like you know it's Mm -hmm. and then you fall and it's one of those things like the life alert thing where you fall and i've fallen and i can't get up yeah literally you have no you (laughs) can't do it you've broken your hip yeah a fall becomes 
a lot more perilous the older you get whereas now it's just like oh i fucking tripped and broke and bruised my knee and oh dang it shucks that ruined my day it's like well it could ruin your year (laughs) when you get to be over 60 so it's just we just have to be we have to take care of people um physical injuries um can also lead to premature death and make existing health problems worse which of course no one wants it's really upsetting um and elder abuse can have emotional effects as well of course um which can make people feel fearful and anxious um and they may have problems with trust and be wary around others which is not great yeah especially when you're in a place where you're supposed to feel safe and cared for that's not what you want yeah ever this is why it's it's really important yeah this is also why it's really important to um make surprise visits um to nursing homes if you've got a family yes one just so they don't know your schedule so they know how to um so they don't know they can't dress up dress things up and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um okay so let's talk about how we can prevent it okay because there's steps we can all all take so because we're all gonna get old our family members are gonna get old (laughs) you know we're all gonna be in this position at some point so um in some form or another so um so there's of course several important things that we can all do so number one is listen Mm-hmm. Listen to your older adults and their caregivers to understand their challenges and provide support wherever you can. Um, but especially listen to your your relative, mm-hmm. um, even if they have dementia. Even if, it's important, just like with any kind of abuse, to take it seriously. Um, so, just like when I was a teacher, if someone made some kind of comment or wrote something, you know, that involved that kind of abuse, just mm-hmm. to make sure. You follow up there. Yeah. Um, make sure you follow up. Make sure you report it. Launch the investigation. Sorry about it, but <laughs> the feelings of the people at that work at the nursing home are less important than the than the care. Yeah. <coughs> than the care of your parent or uncle or whoever it is. Um, the care of your relative. So, mm-hmm. and it's important to make sure you're taking it seriously because you know the time that we don't will be the time that it's real. That's just a great way to kind of go forward with it. Yeah. Um, it's just like when I was working, you know, and like, you know, it's the one time that I don't check your the last four digits of your credit card numbers before while I've got you on the phone will be the time it's not actually there or, you know, <laughs> yeah. the time that it's not that that'll have just been burned too many times, you know, so mm-hmm. just it's better to take it seriously. And then if it's nothing, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. No harm, no foul. And surely, to God, caregivers will understand that. Yeah. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, report. Then that goes into it, of course, report abuse or suspected abuse to um, Adult Protective Services. That is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Called them APS. multiple times. Yes. Um, <laughs> always report it, like I just said. Okay, I don't need to repeat myself. So, And then educate yourself and others about how to recognize and report elder abuse. Um, I didn't go into any of that right now because this is already an upsetting enough topic. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important for you to look that up and for you to take some initiative there. Yeah. Um, If you have any kind of suspicions or anything like that, there's lots of resources. So 
Um, the CDC is one, of course. You can, of course, go to Adult Protective Services. You can find their website, and they have um, they have lists of um, of signs mm-hmm. and things to look for. And of course, they're not always the signs. Sometimes it's a ju- sometimes it's a gut feeling. Yeah, unfortunately, and it's important to trust your gut in this kind of a situation. So, um, and then um, learn how the signs of elder abuse differ from the normal aging process. So that's important too. So that's the difference here because, you know, when you're, when you're reporting child abuse, generally kids aren't going to have things that look like cigarette burns on them that aren't actual cigarette burns. But sometimes, you know, when they're old, when someone's older, they may have an autoimmune disease or something like that. They might just have spots. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's important to know what to look for specifically because it's going to be different. Um, So also check in, like you said, Kay, um, check in often Mm -hmm. on older adults who may have few friends and family members. So um, definitely make sure (laughs) if you're the only one left, you know, (laughs) especially or you're the only one in the state, just make sure you go and visit as often as you can and like Kay said make sure sometimes it's a surprise Mm -hmm. so that nothing can be you know so that no theater can happen basically (laughs) (laughs) um nobody can get all dressed up and put on a show for you you want to see how things are naturally so um, got ourselves an actress (laughs) yes (laughs) um and then of course provide overburdened caregivers with his with support yeah. Um, like I said, this isn't always the caregiver's fault. Sometimes they have too many cases. Sometimes the, the home is, is underfunded and understaffed. So it's important to um, give them support. So uh, support such as help from friends and family or local relief care groups. So, of course, coming in, helping out when you can. And if you can, I know that everyone has jobs. You know, we all have mm-hmm. lives. But it's important to remember that... These people were there for us when we were younger, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. important to be there for them when they're older. Um, <clears throat> there are adult daycare programs, so you can check them out and take them to adult daycare programs if you have the resources for that. Um, counseling is huge. Um, making sure they're getting counseling. Taking them to, you know, taking taking your grandma or your, your mom to counseling um, just to make sure that, they're working through things as well and making sure that they're in a good place. I mean, therapy is for everybody, right? So yeah. I think that's great. Um, and it gives it gives the caregiver a break as well. Um, we all need breaks. You can hear everyone yelling for their kids. That's mm-hmm. what I watched today. Everyone yelling for their ki- the schools to take their kids back. Um, um, even if it's at the expense of a lot of people dying. Yeah, I know, I know. We're not going there right now. I could rant for hours. So, um, <laughs> and then of course, um, so next, you can also encourage and assist people, either caregivers or older adults, having problems with drug or alcohol abuse and getting help. That's another one. Because um, unfortunately, <laughs> the older you get, the less people give a shit that mm-hmm. you're addicted to things. So. Um, my dad always jokes that now that he's retired, he's going to take up smoking and cocaine. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> now it doesn't matter, right? But that's not LSD. True, of he's just kidding. Like. Yeah, he's just kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I'm like 90, I'm for sure trying LSD and heroin. Um, <laughs> yes. Because who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I'm on my deathbed, so give me LSD and mushrooms. Yeah. And, like, let me, acid. Let me ride that trip. 
<laughs> so the older adult population is growing faster in the United States than than the younger populations are. Mm-hmm. Um, many older adults require care. That's because we have the boomers that are coming up. Um, so many older care, many older adults require care, and they're vulnerable to violence perpetrated by a caregiver or someone that they trust. And more research is, of course, needed to uncover the causes for and the solutions to violence against older adults. So it's definitely mm-hmm. something we need to be talking about. It's definitely something that needs to be on our minds, especially as our parents get older, especially as our grandparents get older. Um, that's what we're going through with my grandparent, my grandma right now, mm-hmm. you know, is at what point is, and they're both pretty resistant to going to doctors and things. So it's. It, it it gets to be the point where different different steps are needed so that she's not suffering and so that grandpa's not suffering and yeah it's it's just really hard it's hard to look at for my dad to look at his mother that way it's hard for me to see my grandma that way who's always been the sweetest person on the face of the planet and you know it's, and now she's it's calling hard. someone at church a fat bitch <laughs> yeah that was josh's grandma yeah <laughs> She's no longer with us and no longer suffering, thank goodness. But, um, and that's because she had heart problems, not because she was, you know, neglected or anything. But she, uh, yeah, my my grandmother now, who is the sweetest human alive, who was an elementary school teacher for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, has been so happily married to my grandfather for 60 years, maybe longer, is now yelling at him all the time and Aww. constantly and the other day i guess she said something along the lines of i can't believe anyone would ever be married to you oh. and yeah lots of people were crying in that kitchen and then she called my dad and then my dad called her and she was like oh we had the best day we made <laughs> apple pies and hung out and we're just so excited for carrie and josh that they're having this baby and <laughs> I was like, okay, so we wrote, we rewrote some history there. (laughs) We had the (laughs) best That's not good. (laughs) That's not, ooh. (laughs) We need to monitor that thought process. (laughs) Um, Somebody needs to go to therapy. That's where we need to go to therapy and say, okay, okay, so what actually happened, Sybil? (laughs) is this and you're discounting that (laughs) is not helpful so um she's getting a lot of obsessive behavior that's a result of a lot of anxiety and depression and things like that that haven't been addressed and she's been pulled off all her medication and now we need to go back and reevaluate the cocktail is what's going on so um (laughs) psychiatrists are not a one and done deal everyone you absolutely need to get second opinions um, that's the battle we're fighting right now. So it, it can be really tough and it's, it's really, and that's why people don't want to talk about it because it's really tough and it's really hard to see the person you love start to melt. Yeah. And it's also important to suck it the fuck up. <laughs> and maybe now that I have a part-time job or, you know, and a little more flexibility, maybe I can be around more up there. Mm-hmm. But, well, I mean, they do live five hours away from me, so that makes it really tough. I can't really get my opinion in, yeah. but it's it's been really hard. And it's, it's something we're all going to go through, and I'm terrified of what will happen when I have to go through it with my own parents. Yeah. So it's definitely something everybody needs to think about. 
that needs to think about and talk about and we all need to work together to make sure we're doing better so yeah and i'm done oh good job well thank you (laughs) this was actually really fun even though the topic is dark as shit yes definitely (laughs) uh shall we take a break okay all right we're back yep (laughs) trying to be back (laughs) so i've got some horrible stories um i've got a shallow dive that's really recent so there's not a whole lot of information on it yet but i wanted to touch on it and Mm -hmm. um and then I've got a deeper dive, and then if we've got some time, I've got some more shallow dives if we want them. Um, I p- probably won't want. Yeah, them. I don't. Want probably them. not, <laughs> but just in case. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, <laughs> All right, so go for it. This first one is my mini shallow dive. It's from ABC Six on your side dot com. Uh, and this was published Wednesday, April 25th of 2018. So it's been a couple of years, but, um, I haven't found anything else on it. So I, I don't know if, like, she's been tried or what. So this was from Charleston, West Virginia. So, all right. Police. Victim in worst case of elder abuse dies. Daughter charged with her neglect. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. An elderly woman who was the victim in one of the worst cases of elder abuse Charleston police said they have seen has died. Charleston police say Judy Quisenberry, who was 75, died several weeks after her daughter, Peggy, was arrested and charged with neglect of an incapacitated adult. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. In March... Wait, how long? Sorry, she was arrested, and then it was how long after that she Several died? weeks. Okay. Um, in March, police said Peggy called 911 about her mother having shortness of breath and loss of appetite. When paramedics got to their Crestland Drive home, court documents said they found the house in unlivable conditions. There was... Wait, they were living together? Mm-hmm. There was trash piled waist high throughout the home and feces on the floor. Ugh. Paramedics said there were bugs everywhere in the residence, and the smell of the home was nauseating. Oh mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. When paramedics found Judy, the complaint said she was semi-responsive and was lying in her bed covered in feces and urine. No! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Kay, what the hell? Yeah, it's bad. Ugh. Um, Ugh. When they tried to move her... This is reminding me of that terrible hoarder episode. Oh, too. yeah. Or that lady had dementia and oh when they tried oh my goodness. when they tried to move her, they said she was bonded to the blanket on the bed and her head was stuck to her arm. She had severe bed sores on her right side. Oh my god. Judy was taken to Charleston Area Medical Center General Hospital, which is a mouthful, uh, with several conditions yep. including severe <clears throat> sepsis, dehydration, Multiple areas of skin breakdown, respiratory failure, oh and pneumonia. Um, oh my god. According to a criminal complaint, Judy had not seen a doctor or other medical professional for about eight years. Uh, CAMC General said her last hospital visit was what? in 2003. And this was... Eight years? Mm-hmm. 
When you're that old? Mm-hmm. No. Right? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was that awful story. Um, That's yeah. literally all I can <laughs> find. That's it. Um, So I don't know. See, I was... It, I always hear about neglect, like, when the person doesn't live with anybody. Mm-hmm. But this... Her daughter lived mm-hmm. with her and let this happen? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if she well, was... Well, she was arrested. Yeah. I mean, it's not... I don't know if she was fully <laughs> mentally... Let's not beat around yeah. the bush. She did yeah. it. Like I don't know if she was fully mentally competent either, though. Because it's not sounding uh, like it was. Still, but like it's still, still bad. Your responsibility. Yeah, it's still really bad. Um, but I like I don't know. Like again, there's nothing else that I could find on that. Well, yeah, this is one of those things where mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, people with schizophrenia murder people, and we arrest them. Yeah. So. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's her fault. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm not saying that it's not. <laughs> I'm not at all saying that it's not her fault. Um, but okay. I, I'm just saying that's probably why, even though she was living with her, it wasn't. Something was happening yeah. there. Because no one's living in a house full of feces who's sane. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Or of their own free will. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's Ugh. what I meant. I didn't. Oh, that's so I wasn't terrible. trying to make What a terrible way to her, die. But, um. Yeah. No, yeah, I gotcha. What a terrible way to die. Oh my goodness gracious. Yep. I can't even imagine. So this next one. And at the hands of your own daughter. Yeah. Ugh. So this next one, um, I found in a list from Oxygen.com, uh, which is like six cases of horrific nursing home abuse. Um, and this is from the Good Samaritan Society Nursing Home. It happened in 2008, and I'm going to read you the article from ABC News that was published before I read you the little blurb from Oxygen. Um, But, yeah, okay, so this is from ABC News by Emily Friedman, and it was posted December 3rd, 2008. So, mean girls allegedly spit at and poked patients. Eight Minnesota teens allegedly tormented helpless patients. Eight teenagers are facing charges after allegedly torturing residents suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia at a Minnesota nursing home. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Brianna Breutzman, who was 19, and Ashton Larson, 18, reportedly spit at, poked, and rubbed the genitals of at least seven residents at the Good Samaritan Society Nursing Home in Albert Lee, Minnesota, according to a criminal complaint filed Monday and obtained by abcnews.com. Six others are also named in the complaint, but are identified only by their initials because they are minors. Breutzman faces a total of 11 criminal charges, and and Larson faces 10 including assault and abuse of a vulnerable adult with sexual contact. Um, the Albert Lee Police Department launched an investigation after they were notified of the suspected abuse of the adults suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia at the nursing home in May 2008. So it took from May to December to really get anywhere. 
Um, Mm -hmm. The probe led them to several young part-time nursing assistants. While several of them took part in the alleged abuse, according to the complaint, authorities were also investigating teens who failed to report the incidents. In an interview with police on May 6, 2008, Breitzman admitted to poking a patient in the breast and said that numerous videos and pictures were taken of residents. I don't understand. I don't either. Why? Like, what are you getting out of that? Uh, That's how I feel about any kind of abuse, though. I mean, like, yeah, I guess it's a power thing. It's just, ugh, it's so disgusting. Mm -hmm. Uh, The alleged abuse is believed to have taken place between January 1st and May 1st, 2008. One of the minors involved in the abuse told authorities that Breutzman and Larson would play with the patient's cane, ride it like a horse, and spank the patient on the buttocks with it. What? Mm-hmm. Um, according to the, the criminal complaint filed against Larson, the teen admitted to spitting water on a resident, lying in a bed with a resident and kissing her, and inserting a finger into a patient's rectum. Uh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Larson states that there was a video of the group taking off a patient's hat to antagonize him, which is... Uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't get better. Why are these people there? <laughs> um, they're supposed to be the caregivers. Um, they're kids. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You keep calling them minors. Yep. Because they're uh, like 16, <laughs> 17 years old. And then, oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And then they. <clears throat> Are they working mm-hmm. there? Like what you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Lo- I was like, what? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> <clears throat> I saw a really upsetting post on my phone um, from a friend of mine, and I spaced for just a second at the beginning of oh, this. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and admit <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, got it now. Now I understand. I was like, why are these like hoodlums just like in a nursing home? <laughs> Okay, I got it now. <laughs> um, all right. So, another unidentified teen claims in the complaint that she recalled an instance when Ashton had been washing a guy up and was rougher than they needed to be, and he got an erection from it. Um, oh, my God. Freeborn County Attorney Craig Nelson said that the teens could face up to one year in prison $300,000 in fines, or both, if convicted of the charges. Um, uh. Nelson, who declined to speak further with ABCNews.com about the pending case, told the Minnesota Star Tribune that if found guilty, the teens will most likely face suspended jail sentences and probation, so they'd have the threat of jail hanging over them if they got in more trouble. Um, this is really serious, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not about trying minors as adults, ever. No. Honestly. Because it's not right. We made a rule. You're a minor, and then you're charged, and then when you're an adult, you're charged as a fucking adult. Like, fucking follow the rules. Um, But also, this is really bad. Mm -hmm. Like, one year just doesn't seem like enough. No. I'm not saying they need to be locked up for life, but they, this is not, this is not okay. Especially when there's, like, a sexual component involved. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. Something else is going on. Like, they need, they need like, court-mandated therapy and, like, 
I would say two or three, maybe like five years. Mm-hmm. I think five sounds reasonable since you're terrorizing this person. Yeah. Five to seven at I least. Mean, if they had done this to a kid, it definitely would have been five to seven. Yeah. Um, and this feels somehow worse. Yeah. It's Ugh. Uh, Mark Anderson, the administrator of the nursing home, did not respond to messages left by ABCnews.com. Anderson told a local news station that he was devastated when he heard about the allegations. Um, Our hearts are in the right place, said Anderson. We're moving forward. Our heads are held up high. Uh, Breutzman and Larson will be arraigned on January 21st, 2009. So do you want to know what came of that? Oh, no, I don't know. Um, okay, so this is from Oxygen.com. It's from an article written by Benjamin H. Smith, and it was published on June 11th, uh, 2019. Um, so in late 2008, uh, eight teenagers who worked at the Good Samaritan Society nursing home in Albert Lee, Minnesota, were arrested for abusing its residents. Um, while the cases of those under 18 were settled in juvenile court, Brianna Breutzman and Ashton Larson were charged as adults and sentenced to 180 days in jail after pleading guilty to three counts of each of disorderly conduct by a caregiver. Both were released after 42 days. Um, and nothing else. But I'm sure, I'm sure they're on probation and their licenses to practice were revoked. They're not going to be able to. Uh, yeah, forever. They better not ever be able to, like, set foot in a care facility again. Of any kind. Of any kind. None. Children or elderly. Ever. That is on their record. Forever. Oh my god. I hope so. Some yeah. anyway. I mean it's hard when it's juvenile mm-hmm. because it's like I don't know, the sexual abuse part really upsets me. Yeah. That doesn't feel like just kids being kids. No. That's dark. Yeah. Something else was ro- very wrong. And mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, yuck. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you did great. The story was terrible. <laughs> so these others aren't nearly that bad. They're very short. So I'm just going to go through them real quick. Um, okay. Number one on this list is St. Rita's Nursing Home. Um, oh, no, no. Don't want to go to that. Okay. Oops. Okay. When Hurricane Katrina hit St. Bernard Parish, Louisiana, in August 2005, a mandatory evacuation order was issued. Other area nursing homes moved their patients, but the owners of St. Rita's chose not to, fearful that it would put their residents at risk and confident that they were safe on high ground. When the levees broke, however, floodwaters came rushing in, drowning 35 residents, many still in their hospital beds or wheelchairs. Owner Sal and Mabel Mango... M- Mangano, maybe, <laughs> not mango. <laughs> we're eventually <laughs> <Not> <laughs> we're eventually tried on thirty-five counts of negligent homicide and twenty-four counts of cruelty to the elderly or infirm, but were acquitted on all ch- on all counts in two thousand seven. Mm. Why? 
Why were they acquitted? <laughs> I don't I don't understand either. See, it's uh, um this is just more examples of why this matters and why we have to give it attention or it, this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Under sentencing keeps happening. People are more concerned about child child molesters than they are about this and this is just as rampant, yeah. you know. It's hard to sensationalize this kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of these are s- very sexual, which is awful. Um, yeah, it's... Oh, my God. A native of... Okay, so number two is Louis Gomez. Um, a native of Guatemala, Gomez got a nursing degree after moving to Waynesville, North Carolina in the late 1990s. Over the next 20 years, he would be accused of sexually abusing six women in three different area facilities, according to CNN. His victims ranged in age from their 50s to 80s, with most suffering from long-term debilitating conditions. In 2017, Gomez was found guilty on two counts of forcible rape, one count of forcible sex offense, and three counts of sexual activity by a custodian, according to local newspaper The Mountaineer. He was sentenced to 23 years in prison, according to Fox 8 in North Carolina. And that's probably because he wasn't an American. Oh my god. That's the only reason he got that long. And no one else has gotten that long. Yeah, because no one else has gotten that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I'm not saying he shouldn't have gotten it, but I'm just saying there is an obvious disparity. No, but there's a discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big discrepancy there. Um... Hashtag vote. <laughs> so we all we already talked about Good Samaritan. So number four is George George K. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, and he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Fair enough. So George <laughs> George K. In 2014, a fellow nurse walked in on 76 year old George Sumo K. having sex with an 83 year old Alzheimer's patient at Walker Methodist Health Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. What the fuck is happening in minneapolis um i know right (laughs) according to cn what's going on guys (laughs) according to cnn (laughs) it wasn't the first time sexual abuse complaints have been filed against him who had previously been suspended by the facility what Mm -hmm. in 2015 he was sentenced Uh, to eight years in prison let's give this guy another chance (laughs) Um, oh my god. In 2015, he was sentenced to eight years in prison and agreed to pay $15 million to the estate of the rape survivor if he is ever convicted again of criminal sexual conduct. If he's ever convicted again? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Because we're going to put him back on the streets. I'm, I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah. I'm so- this would never happen if this was if this was a case of child, of child no. abuse. Never. Nope. Okay, well don't rape anyone, okay? Don't don't ra- don't rape anyone again. Yep. Or you're going to have to pay this unseemly amount of money that you'll never be able to pay. Yep. Oh my god. That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh so this next one um it isn't technically an elder, but it is someone who is in a nursing home. Um so this is at Hacienda Healthcare Facility, uh, which is in Phoenix, okay. Arizona. So on December okay. 29th, 2018, 
a 29-year-old woman gave birth to a baby boy at Hacienda Healthcare Facility. The woman had been in a vegetative state since nearly drowning at the age of three. And staff was not even aware that she was pregnant. Weeks later, police arrested one of her caregivers, Nathan Sutherland. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. This is like some Kill Bill shit. Yeah. Um, Nathan Sutherland, who was 36, after DNA tests matched him to the child and charged him with one count of sexual assault and one count of vulnerable adult abuse. Um, oh my god. He has pleaded not guilty and he is currently being held in a Maricopa County Jail on $500,000 cash only bail. sorry, dude. DNA don't lie, no. bro. It, it does not. <laughs> this isn't touch DNA. <laughs> This isn't touch DNA from a doorknob. Yeah. It's a fucking paternity test. You did it. Mm-hmm. She was in a coma. <laughs> um. Oh, my. You're a rapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Apparently, that case got really big, and I'm really surprised I never heard about it. Um. Yeah, I never heard of it. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So. When was this again? Did you say 2018? 2018. No, 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 no. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Um, so this last one is from Brookshire Assisted Living Facility. So okay. when 39-year-old Gia... What the fuck? Okay. Gia? Gia, maybe? I, we're going to call her GB. I don't... <laughs> when, a G is, when, a, when a G is followed by a vowel, it makes a J sound, oh. honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you know that? No. <laughs> No one taught me how to pronounce things. I was missing on those days. You were sick. You were homesick on when they did G's in elementary school. Yes. Uh, we're gonna call her GB because her name is wild. What is it? How you spell G-U-E-T-T-I-E, it? G U E T T I E, and then her last name is um, I think it's Bellizar. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like Judy. It, that could be. But I don't know. Why do we have to spell it that way? J-U-D-Y. Well, she sounds like she's not from here, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it could be gutty. You never yeah. know. That's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's an odd first name. Uh, gutty. It, it is. Um, But anyway, when she... Went missing on the job for two hours. <laughs> her co-workers at a Melbourne, Florida assisted living facility went looking for her. She was later found wearing nothing but her bra in the room of a 69-year-old resident suffering from dementia. The man claimed uh, she had raped him, which was later corroborated by DNA evidence. She was arrested. Oh my God, mm-hmm. what? Yep. She was arrested in April 2019 and charged with abuse of elderly or disabled adult without great harm and lewd and and lewd and lascivious lascivious molestation of elderly or disabled adult. (laughs) I'm not even I'm not even looking at your notes. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I got you, girl. I haven't drank a whole lot lately, so the shot and the wine is getting to me. Um. Oh, oh, wait. Y'all just wait till after I give birth. It's going to be a shit show. 
<laughs> and she was released after posting a $10,000 bond. She is currently awaiting trial. So, wow. This was a promotion. There's a lot of rape happening. Yeah. This was a promotional. Why are we not hearing about all this rape? That's a lot of rape. Yeah. It's very Oh it's a my very goodness. violent crime. I'm very surprised that we don't hear about it more. Yeah. Um, but this was a promotional piece for a new TV show that's on Oxygen, and I kind of want to watch it. Um, but this says, for more harrowing tales of medical malpractice, tune in as Ox- Oxygen investigates the jaw-dropping cases of murderous doctors, nurses, and medical professionals and licensed to kill. <gasps> oh my god, I want to watch that so right? bad. It's Licensed to kill is what it's mm-hmm. called? It's hosted by... Oh, shit. It's hosted by... I wonder if it's going to be on something. It might. Hosted, sorry. It's hosted by renowned plastic surgeon Dr. Terry Dubrow from Botched. Uh, the series chronicles... Oh, that yeah. guy. Okay. Uh, I have Botched in my uh, in my, in my my queue. That's not for my husband's eyes. <laughs> That's all me. <Yeah. laughs> he will never watch that with me. <laughs> He's like, why do you want to watch stuff like that? I'm like, because it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that. You know me and weird medical yeah, shit. But that show sounds fascinating. <laughs> um, I think Botched is. I thought Botched was British. It could be. But I don't know. I, I thought it was, but who knows. But yeah, so that's my segment. I know it was kind of short, but it was. Great yeah, job. Thanks. No, you did a great job. That was amazing. But I um I definitely found all of those fascinating. I know it's a lot of rape. Um mm-hmm. but uh, I mean It's that one was like all of the above. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, the one with the mm-hmm. kids? Ugh. Yeah, and, and I just Oh man. Ugh. It like again it it gave me some shivers. <laughs> you know, if I had to well, read yeah, it, you and- all needed to <laughs> be subjected to it too absolutely (laughs) well and this is the type of thing that will keep happening that's the thing if we don't give it attention so we this has been going unnoticed i mean you guys heard the discrepancy in the sentencing Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff it's not taken as seriously it's rape is rape you guys like be it a kid be it a an adult be it an elderly person it is rape rape needs to be taken seriously neglect all of this kind of abuse abuse is abuse and it needs to be treated it needs to be treated um just as important no matter your age so this is a there's some systemic ageism going on here that's that's really bad in our justice system it sounds like so definitely something that needs attention and definitely something that needs your attention when you get to the point with your parents or your grandparents definitely something that we all need to be paying attention to and yeah so everybody go educate yourselves on um go to ap go to adult protective services go to the cdc educate yourselves if you're in a position where you're you have someone in your care or someone near you what the hell was that that? alexa (laughs) yeah (laughs) alexa's telling you a notification apparently alexa agrees um (laughs) Yes, she does agree that it's important that we all educate ourselves on the different signs and make sure that we're make sure that we're making time to visit people. We don't just entrust their care and then leave them forever, yeah. you know? Just make sure that we're we're all taking an active active role. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, you ready for a game? I am. 
<laughs> I think it's... I'm very ready for a game. I think it's my turn to go first. It's probably your turn. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember. Oh, but I already it's picked okay. yours. <laughs> All right, so this is our game by Drunk Stoned Stupid. Um, it's called If You Had To, and Kay's going to go first. So uh, if you had to... There are swarms of spiders living in your house. <laughs> oh, yuck. Mm-hmm. I, I already or, deal with this. I don't want it. <laughs> what else? Or <laughs> you accidentally blow up the moon. Whoops. I accidentally blow up the moon. I'm sorry, moon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I'd pick that one, too. <laughs> that just ends the whole world. I mean. <laughs> well. So, <laughs> what's done is Whoops. done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what I mean. Like when Gru stole the moon, nothing really happened yeah. much. But <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll go with Despicable Me logic. Yeah. <laughs> the cartoon, the almighty cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, the great Steve Carell. Yeah. All right, so um, thank you guys so much for listening. We know this this was a bit of a heavier epi- episode. Sorry, I think we still had some fun in though. The stomach. A little bit, yeah. Um, definitely make sure that everyone's still being safe. I hope everyone's still safe. I know it's September and we don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, everybody, make sure you've voted. Make sure you've registered to mm-hmm. vote. Um, get your absentee ballot as soon as possible. Get your absentee ballots, yes, because it's going to take a long time for all of them to get sent out, so make sure that you're not procrastinating on that. Everybody needs to vote, and remember... You are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.